The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. I am excited to talk to this guest. Our guest is a Canada-based country artist who has been recently featured in Billboard Magazine and The Advocate. His inclusive brand of country music is most recently featured in his latest single, Burn the Floor, which you can check out at www.drakejensen.ca. We are happy to welcome our guest, Drake Jensen, onto the Break the Business Podcast. Hi, Drake. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Let me ask you, what have you been up to during lockdown? Have you been live streaming a lot? I was told that you started an online show recently. Yeah, I started um, probably doing more live streaming. I wasn't doing live streaming. I was putting out singles, putting out videos, doing some live performances. I had taken some time off for a year and a half. We had a cancer bout in our family um, and it was somebody really close. So we didn't have any time for anything as we run our own business and we shut everything down for a year. We came back with this brand new single. We released, we had it on the shelf actually. And when COVID-19 came up, um, we had some time because we were locked down. So we spent a lot of time, um, with the video footage we had shot last August and got it all wrapped up with my videographer, uh, Jonathan Edwards, and of course, Nicholas Chevalier, I work with, uh, he's my video editor, and we got it wrapped, and we put it out, and it got 30,000 views in a couple of weeks, and we got in, like you said in the intro, we got in The Advocate, we got in Billboard Pride, now we're going across Australia with it, and it just got added to 17 commercial stations across Australia, Um, and I've been doing more Facebook live streams, and the show came about because a friend of mine had released, who is also a musician producer, who actually um, produced and uh, recorded Burn the Floor. And he had a CD coming out around the same time, so he couldn't have the traditional CD release party. So I said to him, why don't we release it in front of all my fans uh, online? And he said, okay, so we had this great show. And then afterwards, we spent a half an hour on the Zoom call saying how great it was, and we were just all kind of kind of shooting it you know what I mean for a half an hour and and then one of the girls that was on the show her name is Audra Rollins she's another musician who had been on that CD of my friends she said wouldn't it be great if people could have heard that <laughs> and I was like yeah, so why don't we do that next week and then she said well we gotta call it something and I said okay and then what, what, what are we gonna call it well when what night do you want to do it Wednesday what's Wednesday hump day Harry hump day <laughs> It's the Harry Hump Day show. So it, it, it is the Harry Hump Day show, and it's up to like 900 viewers, I think, every time we do it. So we're getting the people there. So we're going to continue. Tomorrow we've got a famous uh, synthesis piano player um, that has been in numerous famous Canadian bands and on Broadway in New York City. Rob Pruse is on with us tomorrow. So it's really kind of become all kind of full circle with with what we do musically. Well, that's a, that's a lot to unpack there. That's really exciting. Obviously, a lot of artists have turned to live streaming since lockdown happened in light of the pandemic, but I like how you've taken it a step further and you're like, well, if we're going to live stream, if we're going to, you know, let's make it a regular thing. Let's build a show around it. Let's build a brand around it so that we can build a community and move my music and my art and the art of the folks I care about and work with forward uh, through something that's more organized. I think that's that's really, really cool. And let me just say, uh, I can't 
can't tell you how happy I am to hear that you had the good fortune of finishing up the principal photography on that great music video, Burn the Floor, before everything went into lockdown so that you had something to promote. Like, whoo, blessings there, huh? <laughs> and we shelved it. The interesting thing was we shelved it, and I didn't even know. You know, sometimes in life things happen. I shelved that video, and I thought, you know what? I, we had just come out of um, this cancer belt with a very close family member, and I thought, I don't have the energy right now because when you're doing your own, when you run your own company, because my husband and I run our own company, we literally have our own promotions and record label. So when you do that, you know, you really have to be focused when you do a release. And I didn't have the energy at that point. So I shelved it and I kind of got lazy about it. Uh, Other stuff started to happen and I had other projects on the go and it just didn't happen. And then when COVID-19 happened, which none of us thought was going to happen, um, it was just timing and you're right. We were very, very lucky. Well, I really enjoyed how that music video came out. It's really well shot. It's really interesting. It, it, it breaks a lot of boundaries in your genre and it, it, it's really, it was really worth enjoying. I, I encourage our listeners to check out the video at, at your website, drakejensen.ca. And I, I want to talk more about that and sort of what the work that you do and how it really seems to to make a lot a strong statement in your particular genre of music because I have to say I'm always intrigued by the musicians who work to break down barriers in their art and sort of challenge the preconceptions that people tend to have about a particular genre of music and the things you're doing in country music Drake are really impressive in that regard so let me ask you what does it mean for you to explore LGBTQ themes in country music and since you've been around for a long time now, uh, are, are, do you find that country music fans are seeing your work differently now than they did, say, a decade ago? So it means everything to me because I, I grew up in a very oppressed um, place. I, you know, and if people are wondering what, where I came from, I came from Glace Bay, Nova Scotia, which was the coal mining town. It was rough. And I was an artist. So you can take it from there how that went down. And I was gay. So I had a really rough beginning. I was in the closet till I was 26. And when the closet doors flew open, I think it was, you know, it was, it was, I was boiling for so long. And, and then when it came to music, nine years ago, when I restarted my career, because I've always been in music. So I've been in music since I was very young. And I restarted professionally. I had this, I had, it was like a fire inside of me that, needed to burn and and no pun intended in regards to the new song um and it has been burning for nine years and if you're wondering how much it's changed um our local country music association the country music association of ontario yesterday for the first time ever as far as i've 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 heard or since i've been a member have wished the lgbtq members and fans of the organization a happy pride wow so my husband and I, I will say, are instrumental in uh, provoking, and I'm going to use the word provoke, um, and I'm going to use the word catalyst, because it hasn't been easy. It always, it's, but there's been a lot of rejection. There's been a lot of name calling. There's been a lot of back talk that I've, that this is, industry is very interesting because you, you get to know a you think, which is a huge industry, but then there's a small circle of people and then they get back to you with, with things that people have said. And, and there was a lot of things said about me. And I just, I just kept on going because I'm this, uh, 
I'm an artist in all senses. I'm a hypersexual person. I believe in, I, I, I found this really awesome artist years ago. And that artist taught me that if you use sexuality and show it to everybody and be a little risque and make a book that you can put on a coffee table that when you open it up, you go, oh my God, no one's ever done that before. Or you make a video and you burn crosses in it because you're making a statement, um, you get popular. And I used Madonna as a business model. Oh, particularly that, that sex top coffee table book, right? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I still use Madonna as a business model. And many times I've been accused. You know, so this is what happens to me. You get an artist like Luke Bryan and you watch him on the ACMs and he's got 20 women in the back of him. Um, that are gyrating on chairs, half naked, literally. And he's singing his song, Shake It. And every every straight guy in the world is like, yeah! <laughs> and Frank Jensen comes out with a video that is multiculturally sexual, basically, is what Burn the Floor is. It's a culturism of, of, of sexuality. And it's like, whoa! Whoa, God, you know, but as LGBTQ people, we've been watching this stuff from straight people for years. <laughs> and, you know, and now I'm 50 and I'm at the I'm at the point that I don't care anymore what anybody else thinks. I do what I want. I and and in that, in that essence of truly being myself, I'm attracting a very, very niche kind of audience. And I I'm really enjoying myself at the moment. And I feel like a lot of what you were saying, uh, as you know, toward the end there is pretty much perfectly exemplified by the burn the floor video. Listeners, this video is really cool. It is, it's sleek, it's well put together. And it is, as I said, a visual statement of this idea that country music can, it can be a place where sexual and gender identity is celebrated. And it can be a place that's sex positive, And it can be a place where People can enjoy going to a club as much as they enjoy going to a honky tonk or a line dance. And, you know, so it's 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 casting a wider net in country music. It's making country music more inclusive. But I also don't want to put words in your mouth, Drake. I mean, it's your video. Uh, I mean, is, is how much of that is what you're trying to say in that song? Is this is this song is this video sort of just a culmination of what you've been trying to shout for years about your genre? Everything that yeah. I, it's everything that I've ever wanted to say. In one video, it includes people, demographics of the community that I may not be directly associated with, but I'm more than happy to have in my video. Like I'm not a, I'm not a burlesque dancer, but there's some burlesque dancers in the video. And these burlesque dancers are straight, by the way. There's a lot of straight people in that video, but it's interesting how people interpret things. Um, when we made the video, I think I, I figured this is a little risque and it's probably, you know, going to be one of the talked more talked about things that that we've done um i don't think we're done yet i think they're the new single is a follow-up to, to to burn the floor and it's going to be called i feel the fire and you know there's going to be a big announcement surrounding that that particular video we have a massive media plan for that video for the new video and uh, we're only going to build on this i think it's time that we're in a world right now where we're being finally Finally, even though all this stuff has existed, oppression and racism and, and all of these things have existed forever. But now the pot is boiled over and anybody's pot that's boiling at the moment is boiling over. 
and people are kind of going, um, I think we better start um, being inclusive. And when I seen the Country Music Association of Ontario finally acknowledge pride, I think this is all part of the Black Lives Matter movement, which is so necessary right now. And every a lot of LGBTQ people are saying, oh, they're pro protest and they're tearing stuff apart. And you know what? What LGBTQ people forget is that our rights were born out of a five-day riot that was vicious. And the first person that threw the, the, the brick was Marsha P. Johnson, who was a black drag queen. People forget really quickly because when people like me can marry a man and live comfortably in our home and we can run a record label and put out videos on YouTube, I say I'm pretty damn privileged. And when other LGBTQ people say to me about the riots, I'm like, the first thing I say is don't forget, don't forget your rights that you have right now are all because of one black drag queen who threw the first brick in a five day vicious riot against the police in New York City. All right. I, Stonewall was uh, not too far from where I went to law school. So it's, it's something that's burned into my mind quite well. While we're on this topic, I'd like to have you, if you'd indulge me, to talk specifically to the uh, LGBTQ artists, the LGBTQ mu musicians, and um, particularly, you know, met, met, you know we've, we've had plenty of folks from that community on the show, plenty of them listen to this show, and I imagine you're no stranger to giving advice to musicians in this community to help them manage just the daily struggles and to rise above them and still be true to yourself and true to your art, so... When artists from this community come to you and ask for advice, uh, just general thoughts on how to move forward, what do you tell them? This is an interesting thing that Michael and I, my husband and I have talked about because we started the company and the company was for me. So I was contractually always bound to the company. Now we're kind of thinking about moving outside of that and then working with other artists. What I do tell people when they ask me, how have you done this? How have you done it? Well, first of all, you need a lot of money. That's the first thing. Um, the recent campaign on Burn the Floor has already topped $20,000. And um, that's a modest amount of money, just so you know, in the music industry. Because um, if you want to get on Billboard, then you need to spend thousands and thousands more. Um, but you need, you need a lot of money um, and you need people around you that, are, that believe in you. So you need to build a support system. One of the most important things that you need besides money is you need to very, very quickly figure out what is your strongest asset and what do you do well. Um, and when you figure out what you do well, you need to figure out then what you don't do well. And what you don't do well, you need to find other people that do what you don't do well better. And then what happens from there is you start to, to, to net, make a network. Because basically we've made a network. Like I have um, Joe Grimshaw in New York State who was my graphic designer. I just had Jeremy LaRue. He's another LGBTQ artist, but he's a web builder. He just built my brand new website. I have Bobby Nelson who was on my IT team who takes care of on my IT. I have Jonathan Edwards, videographer. I have Nicholas Chevalier, photographer and, a, um, a and uh, editor. I have John Hemingway, Jonathan Edwards, another producer by the name of Jamie Folds that I work with. And I have access all the time to all of these people. So I've built all of these people around me. And through that 
is how I've managed to make the quality of material that we've been putting out for the past nine years. Absolutely. You say so much stuff that I love to hear from artists. First of all, you're you're doing what I always appreciate guests do, which is busting this myth that do-it-yourself, a DIY musician, that do-it-yourself means do it alone, which it doesn't. You know, you need to build a great team. I'm glad you talked about identifying your strengths as an artist and 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 uh, outsourcing your weaknesses. I, uh, you know, Kim Bookbinder, an indie, a popular indie musician, uh, has put it put it very succinctly. She said, "Know your strengths, do those things. Know your weaknesses, don't do those things. And the more that you can identify your strengths and spend your time focused on those strengths, and don't get muddled up with your weaknesses, but outsource those to people that are strengths that where those weaknesses are strengths for them." the more that you can focus on you know, the stuff you do well. And it sounds like you've really put a lot of work in your career in building a terrific community of, of various folks that help you get these really great projects off the ground. And the proof is in the content, listeners, because the music is really, really excellent and the videos are so entertaining. And um, now you're expanding your content into all sorts of other places with live streaming and online. So I'm, I'm so thrilled for you, Drake. I, I can't wait to see what you do next. Um, let me ask you in closing, I know we had one piece of advice, but uh, we, we got to round this out with the final question that we love asking uh, all artists on the show. And I'm particularly excited to hear your answer. Do you want to close us out? Do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? Um one of the most important things that any artist can do, whether you're indie or whatever. And I know it's even one of the reasons I never wanted to be on the label. I've never, ever submitted one thing to a label, just so you know, because I knew what I was going to come across if I did, which would be, uh, I have control issues. I'm an Aries. So (laughs) one thing that I would encourage any artist to do, and this is the true secret to success. Actually, there's two things. One of them, is always be yourself search your soul and whatever your soul says to do you do and the second thing is embrace failure as a roadmap to your next success yes i love it and uh, by the way your your distaste for record labels makes you a perfect fit for this podcast i literally wrote a whole book that was sort of the uh genesis of this podcast that was all about why record labels are terrible and why artists should stay away from them so you're definitely a man after my own heart drake it was really great to hear your perspective this week again listeners check out all the amazing content that our guest is putting together including this really cool uh, video for his song burn the floor by visiting drakejensen.ca drake i really enjoyed this conversation please don't be a stranger we'd love to have you on again real soon love to come back when i got my new song ready Please do. All right. Thank you, Drake. And thank you all for listening to the Break the Business podcast.